Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Absolutely one of the best in the business. Such great respect for Mike DeCourcy, Sporting News, and also BTM. Mike, welcome. Great to have you with us. Hey, Steve. How you doing? Doing well. Uh, Mike, uh, what was uh, your first thought in, uh, when you heard about the news on Thursday that this was going to happen? Because it certainly, at least on my end, it felt like it just came out of the blue. Well, I, I was when, when I first saw on Twitter the wording that it was possible, although it hadn't been verified yet, I was like, oh, please, uh, do I have to deal with this on the way into the <laughs> July 4th weekend? Yes. And then I saw John Wilner's name on it, uh, a terrific writer for the San Jose yeah. Mercury News, and I said, doggone it, I do have to deal with it yeah. today. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that, you know, it, when things like this happen, uh, Steve, the first thing you think of is, how does it affect me right now? And not, <laughs> is this a good idea, bad idea? No, it's, it, I, this is more work for me. Um, so uh, yeah, that was my initial reaction. But uh, subsequently, I mean, it, you know, I, I, I understand why it happened. And I understand, you know, uh, to an extent how it happened. And it, what what it, what baffles me is how this here's here's the thing that amuses me about this stuff. Okay, so this took everybody completely by surprise. I mean, there had been no uh, in the in in the mainstream media there had been no indication that anything is like this going to happen. But in the what six days since we got it all figured out. <laughs> all, those, we got it all figured out what's happening next. We yeah. know for yeah. sure for certain what's going to happen. Exactly, because this part's moving here, this part's moving here. There's going to be two super conferences. All of a sudden, we know everything. No. <laughs> but And I'm with you. As soon as I saw John Wilner's name on it, I knew it was fact. Uh, just, you know, that's just the way it is. If your name had been on, I would have said the same thing. Uh, so, Mike, like, uh, I'll, I'll take this in a couple of parts. So let's start with the basketball part of it, because obviously this is done for, for TV contracts and football and so forth. What about the basketball part of it? What can that mean for the Big Ten moving forward and then eventually with the NCAA tournament? Well, I mean, I think it, it, it makes the league stronger. It, UCLA and USC, uh, USC's been very good under Andy Anfield. They've had some terrific teams two years ago, made the Elite Eight. Uh, they, they've had some very good players there. They, they came very close. I was at the game in South Carolina that they played against Miami. It was a seven ten matchup, and they had they had a great opportunity to win that game. And Miami wound up in the Elite Eight, so uh, they, they they had a very strong year this year. And UCLA in the Final Four two years ago in the Sweet Sixteen right. this year, and again very close to to the Elite Eight. Uh, uh, took Caleb Love having a, a, a career game really, uh, one that sort of seemed to come almost out of nowhere. Uh, that he had that that ultimately defeated UCLA in the Sweet 16. So then they've they, they've got a lot of those players back this year. Uh, Mick uh, has recruited well. Mick Cronin yeah. has recruited well for next yeah. year or for this year, I should say, for this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, Adam Bona uh, was a top 15 player in the class of 2022. So they've got they've got a lot going for them right now, and I I think it's going to be very interesting to see. Uh, you know, one does does being in the Big Ten open new recruiting avenues for UCLA because 
they can basically tell any player in the country practically that they can bring them close to home, whether it's in the East with the three schools that are there, whether it's in the Midwest. Uh, and of course, uh, if they, if they are Cali kids, then they'll be right there. Uh, they, they, they'll play a ton of home games at, at Poly. So uh, I think that this offers UCLA in particular with their national brand, the opportunity to maybe more comfortably expand their recruiting reach than it already was. In the world of super conferences, there are all sorts of theories of what can happen down the road. The NCAA tournament contract with Turner and CBS runs through 2032, and it's a little bit better than a billion per per year. There's a, there's a magic and a charm to it that I that I think increases the value personally. Uh, every year I see it. What is your thought on the NCAA tournament moving forward uh, based on everything that's been happening? Well, one of the interesting things of the, the, when you think about it, Steve, uh, is like now that the media has gone past the you know five conference, five power five, and the, the imagined, uh, remember when it was going to be four 16-team super conferences, the media convinced us Yes. There's going to be four 16-team super conferences. We're going to have that degree of symmetry yeah. in this in this environment. Yeah, that was that was a funny one. Yeah. Uh, but they <laughs> they rolled with that for a decade yes. until they just abandoned it last last week. Um, in a way, it makes me think that the NCAA tournament is more secure than ever because you can't have like you can't have an SEC versus Big Ten basketball tournament and think that's going to be worth uh, even you know like even on a per capita basis close to what the NCAA tournament is worth. So it doesn't make sense to abandon that. It, money is money. Yes. Uh, and, they, you know, if, if, if money weren't important, then UCLA and USC would still be in the Pac-12. Right. Because it's not, that they're, it's not that they're dying to play against the teams in the Big Ten. It's that it was basically ballpark double the money, if not more so. So uh, that's so. Why would anybody involved at the higher levels, uh, the power power levels, whether it's two two team two leagues, five leagues, whatever, however many leagues you want to say, uh, why would they walk away from money if they are, if it's obviously so important as to uh, enter a conference in which some of the teams are literally three thousand miles away from you? Well, I mean, the Big Ten has gone from. Philadelphia to Lincoln to New York to Los Angeles. That's where it is now. Uh, and it's a, it's a national league. So let's get to an, an article that uh, you wrote on, in, on Sporting News about you know, possibilities of, of others. And the first one was Notre Dame. Notre Dame cherishes its football independence. They are in the ACC. Uh, what's your thought on, on that, if there ev- even is anything? Well, I think the first thing, Notre Dame, uh, I was surprised, Steve. I hadn't really thought ever, since football is a secondary priority for me, I had never really thought or paid much attention to how much money Notre Dame was getting yeah. uh, from from NBC for their television rights for that Saturday broadcast. Uh, I was I was surprised when I saw that it was uh, – that the what the figure I saw quoted was less than twenty million. Right now, they obviously get more uh, when you take in the road games they play. They get paid for those from uh, you know from from whosoever uh, contract it is, whether they're playing a Big Ten score, a SEC score, whoever. Uh, they get paid for those. They don't do those for free. 
so, but but even if it pushes up their income, you know, to to the low twenties, and then you add in the payout from the ACC for their non-rev and and men's and women's basketball, uh, it still is less than thirty million. If that if those figures are if the figure I was see, seeing was correct. Uh, so in a sense, I mean, what they're looking at is a difference of close to a hundred million dollars a year. Let's use that as a round figure because mm-hmm. it's a, you know, cause it's not far from the truth and it's, and it's a convenient figure. That's a hundred million dollars a year to be independent over 10 years. Basically it's a billion dollar decision. Yes. I mean, do they, the, the question they have to answer for themselves and Hey, you know, it may, it may require no more than calling all the people into the, the relevant people into a boardroom saying, are we, are we good with this? And them all saying, yep, we're good. I mean, it may be no more complicated <laughs> right. than that, Could be. but it's, it's something they have to think about. It's a billion dollars. It's a lot of money, but they have resisted that in the past. It's just never been quite so stark before. And there's, I'll give you one other, and they are, of course, tied in with the grant rights, which most legal experts say is a pretty close to ironclad. But what kind of fit as a Big Ten team would North Carolina be? Excellent. Uh, they fit the yeah. academic profile. If you uh, remove the uh, episode from a decade or so ago, right. um, you know they're a member of the uh, AAU. They have it's a great university. Uh, one of my nephews is a is a it's an alum. Um, it's a great university. Uh, so that's where. It's, remember when the Big Ten begins these conversations? If if it doesn't meet certain standards in that regard, they're not going to make the phone call. And SC and UCLA did certainly. Uh, easily, uh, and so that was not, so. It was a very easy move for them to make, and Carolina would be as well. And I think that if you did, you know, if if, if there were no grant of rights, um, North Carolina and Duke uh, would be a very easy move for the Big Ten to make. And I think it might be the one move that they could make uh, that might be, uh, uh, you know, adding to the bottom line. And I, I'm not sure that there are as many of those out there as I, my colleagues seem to believe. I, I agree with you, Mike. You make an excellent point. It's a point I've been making on the show. You cannot make a move that actually creates smaller slices of pie. You have to make a move that, even, ma- that makes a bigger pie where everybody gets bigger slices or at least is, stays in the same neighborhood. I, I don't think you make a move if it stays the same because yep. you know everybody else is like, you know, we're giving up a little exclusivity here. We want to be paid for that. Yes. If we're giving up our exclusivity, we've already taken it from, you know, ten to eleven to fourteen, uh, now sixteen. You know, it's it, the neighborhoods are a little less exclusive now. That's right. In the sense of who who belongs. So, uh, if we get paid for that and it, it helps us, then it's worth it. But if it's just you're going to get the same money and now you're going to have more neighbors, not everybody's necessarily going to be excited about that idea. And you are absolutely right. Spot on. Uh, the Big Ten basketball tournament has usually gone into Chicago. This year will be Chicago. Minneapolis will get into the mix in, in uh, uh, a, a year from now or two years from now. But it's been to Washington and Madison Square Garden. Can you picture either <laughs> Los Angeles or Las Vegas for a Big Ten basketball tournament? I can't see – I cannot see the Big Ten going to Vegas. Okay. It just wouldn't be – Fitting with the image A, and let's be honest, um, USC and UCLA are not in Vegas, That's so right. that may be where they staged their tournament before, and it was it was pretty cool uh, uh, for the last several years. But 
could I see it at the Staples Center one day? Yeah. It might be interesting for them to do that. The, the one problem that they would have is that it would certainly alter the time zones. I mean, all the players, you know, they're used to playing at certain times of the day. It would be interesting to see how they would handle a 9 a.m. game, for instance. Yeah. Um, but, I, you know, it will be interesting to see whether they entertain that possibility. You know, when Jim was commissioner, Jim Delaney was commissioner, it was important to him to say to the schools in the East, you're a part of this thing. Uh, you're, it, it, and, and I know that it bothered a lot of the Midwestern-based Big Ten fans because I heard from them. Uh, but I think that, you know, if if Jim were still there, that might be something that would be imp- – I can say that it, w- it would be something that would be important. I'm not saying that Kevin Warren would not. I'm just saying I know what Jim's track record was. It wouldn't surprise me if Kevin Warren said, yeah, that worked for us to go to the Garden. It worked for us to go to uh, to D.C. Let's do this. You know, we'll work out the logistics of it, but let's do this. Uh, to to show the LA schools that they are part, very much a part of this organization and, and a very important part. Yeah, the the complaint about New York was that they had to accelerate the season to do it because they had to play a week before the Big East. The complaint about yeah. DC was, okay, why are we all here? And I remember my brethren in the announcing group was like. I had to fly here. I've always been used to driving. And I looked at the mic. I looked at the mic and said, you do know this is the first time I've ever driven, right? <laughs> yeah, let me tell you, uh, the New York thing, first of all, that week in the garden was, was magic. It was great. I mean, for I, I, me, I, it was great. Yes. You know, I, I've obviously covered a ton of games there writing, but it was the first time I've ever done TV from the garden. It felt, it felt a little extra special. And then the following week, getting a chance to watch all the other tournaments uh, for the first time in a while uh, was just amazing. I loved it. So I, I, I would be an advocate of moving it up every year. I don't think coaches would like that. I know. They uh, would. But they, it, I hate it. Time. You and I would love it because I'm with you. I was the same way. It was magical. Of course, Penn State made the semis. Right? And then I sat back and like, okay. <laughs> and I just yeah. watched basketball. I vegetated. And as we started this interview, Steve, it, remember, it's all about us, you know. It's, yeah. it's, how much more work do we do? How much more fun do we get? You know, it's all about us. I think we'll end it right there. I think it's a perfect way to end it. We might as well end right where we started because we understand what it's about. Absolutely. <laughs> Mike, always a pleasure. You know how much the great respect I have for you. Same here, Steve. Take care of yourself.